This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 A fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. God, I assume Tom. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Perry Gilpin. We've known her from Frasier. We've known her from her voice work in Final Fantasy. And now we're talking about old guys on YouTube. How are you doing today? I'm fine. <laughs> you hear my dog? My, the phone bell rang just as you counted down. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> so it's a good thing we did the countdown first. Yeah, really. <laughs> Don't worry. The garbage truck's going to go by in a couple of minutes on my end, so we're going to be even. <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> Congratulations on you know on uh, being recognized for all of this you know it's uh, you know consideration for an Emmy nomination uh, on a uh, comedy or drama series in short form. Isn't that crazy? Talked about uh, that all came so out of the blue because we actually shot this in 2013. It's been a long time, but um, but the 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 women that made it they're called Five Sisters Productions. And two of them are old friends of mine. And I think they've spent the last seven years actually taking care of both of their parents who have since passed away. Uh, and they are the stars of this of this web series called Old Guy, Their Dad, and Their Mom. So I think as kind of a tribute to them, and, and the whole thing is actually a tribute to them, uh, they wanted to you know, go, go for it, which I just think is so great of them. I think they should, and I'm glad to be part of it. And I, I, I think their parents kind of deserve it, you know, (laughs) you know, deserve just people seeing it and seeing how they felt about life. Right. And, you know, it's the fact that seven years later, this is finally getting its recognition has got to mean something even more to them and to you. Definitely. I, I always thought it was, I, thought the stories about them were hilarious for years and then I thought the story about Roger or actually yeah Roger is his real name he's Harry in the show but Roger coming to LA and pursuing acting again after like a 56 year hiatus and like really going for it as a man in his 80s I just love that I also love that he was having so much he had so much success he worked all the time and he just wasn't thrilled with you know the part. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, they they give women a hard time after 35 about being the the lead uh, or the romantic lead, and here he is in his 80s experiencing the same thing at some point. Yeah, and also like you know, not appreciating it, like right. sort of saying, you know, R- Roger was a very smart. He was a head of psychology department, I think, at SUNY Buffalo. So he's a very, you know, educated and wise man, and he had such a a great personality and just so congenial, and he could connect with with everybody at the same time. And so I just – I think when he thought – he really was kind of on a mission to say that uh, even though – you know, I am of advanced years. I still have a lot of life in me and I have a lot to say and I have a lot of, I know a lot because I lived a lot of years, you know. So it sort of felt like, he, I think he felt like they were wasting the opportunity of, of you know, by, by having just those kinds of limited roles for older people rather right. than showing people, older people to be interesting, you know, but like, mm-hmm. 
like if you Star Wars, or like if you all of the all of um, you know all of the great sci-fi and great kind of fantasy shows have these elderly people that everybody goes to, you know, right. and, and we we need we need that like in real life. <laughs> do, you, do you think that since you know the 1960s, uh, you know, well the the age gap came about in the 1950s, and the 1960s created this "don't trust anybody over 30" mentality, and now it's kind of like "don't trust anybody over 25" mentality. That it's almost like Logan's Run, except you know we're not killing everybody once they hit a certain age. Um, is this kind of like a, a, not only a love letter to to Roger, but to the older generation? And that like when I was a kid, for example. I used to love sitting with my with my grandfather and here and his brothers and hearing old stories and they're like you're a little kid go play outside, but that was always more interesting to me. Does this kind of like create a resurgence for you as well with the older generation? Go oh I need to hear those stories. Oh definitely, but I I I've always been like you. I've always loved you know I've always been drawn to people older than me. I've always wanted to learn from them. I always want to hear their stories. I mean, that's not, I saw your interview with Morgan Freeman. I, <laughs> I know how you feel and I feel the same way. And um, so I just, what I sense is, you know, like we, we haven't all, my whole, my family hasn't seen each other in months because obviously we're all, be, you know, practicing social distancing, but one of our, nephews graduated from college a couple of weeks ago and it was a really big deal it was such an accomplishment so we had a party and we were social distancing and everybody was keeping their distance and my mother-in-law was there and she's in her 80s and we've all been super careful you know because of her but we haven't seen her and everyone just had to you know everyone just had to hug they just had to you know they they miss each other so much we've missed each other so much so I, I feel like I have that a little bit in my family, but I wish I had more. Right. Well, congratulations to your nephew on his graduation. And, oh, thank uh, you so much. Yeah. And for everybody, we're going to lighten the mood just a little bit. I'm, this is my, my take on the best part about having a social distance party is when everybody's at home. We don't have to argue about which flavor of cake or ice cream we're going to have. Everyone just gets their own and hook up on Zoom. But this was even better that you guys got to see your family and hug each other. Yeah. We yeah. probably um, – <laughs> We probably broke, but we we were all in math. Right. For sure. Um, you know, this isn't your first go around. I mean, Fr Frasier was was such a celebrated series, and all the Emmy nominations that came with that. And now this show, you know, like I said, seven years later, you know, to be finally recognized, and you getting recognized for it. What does it say to you that it's like, wow, this was hidden away for so long, but it's so worthy of this consideration. You you know that's such a fun question because you you know when starting out in theater we always did projects with each other you know you I in New York a friend would call and go do you want to do this little play like in my loft or you know in the basement and I was an apprentice at Williamstown Theater Festival we'd do projects up at, at the attic of a church or out in the field with headlights you know for our lights and you know, you were, we were always doing things. And so, you know, when you start working, you, you might not do that so much, you know, because you're busy or whatever. And so when they asked me to come do this, I, I love their script. I love them. I love their stories. And to me, this was just a very, it made sense just to progress it into telling it on film or in, on video. But, 
for it to let you know to come back to it seven years later, it just kind of goes to show you that you know all of these little things we do that may seem little, but they, they're they're worth your time. And um, even if no one ever saw it, it was definitely worth our time. But it's nice that people find it as funny as we do. It really is because it's a great thing to it's a great thing to say. I think. And it really is. Um, the the thing with the series is that this is I've always said this about short films, and one of the reasons why I haven't I haven't been a big fan of them is because if they're really good, you know, ten to twenty minutes is never long enough, and if they're really bad, those three to eight minutes seem like four hours. And the mm-hmm. problem with this series is it's only twenty minutes altogether, and we still uh-huh. want more. Yay! I love that. I do too. I know what you mean. It just it ends and you're like, wait, you know. Right. But in a weird way, that's kind of it. it you know, always leave them wanting more. That's what you want to do, right? And it is a fitting closure to the series, even if it is only 20 minutes in total. <laughs> yes. Yes. Many people have said, you know what? It's funny. It's short. I like it. <laughs> And it could have gone on for another hour and a half, which is very rare because I usually say with certain films that, like, when they get two hours to two hours and 30 minutes, they could have cut about 45 minutes of that stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, my husband is a painter, and so he talks a lot about, you know, getting telling a whole story in one frame, right, if, you're, if you have a narrative, if you're telling a story and you're painting. And that I feel like they were so lean and spare. They, they're, there's nothing extra. They got everything they needed to get in there in this story and, and more, you know, like, you know, I just think he, he has, I love the episode of, about the incontinence. That one just killed me. (laughs) (laughs) I love him standing there at the bar wearing those. It's just hilarious. Oh, I'm glad you brought it up. He's and a I good didn't. sport. I know. He's a good sport. You know, yeah. he's game. Right. Uh, and it's, you know, you're saying it's concise to the point and got its message across in only 40 minutes. It's not like you had a Harvard graduate who's also a university professor as one of the show creators and writers on staff. Yeah. Big shout exactly. out to Jennifer on that one. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Jennifer. Jennifer at Puff. And then yeah. also their dad, mm-hmm. Roger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, so you're not dealing with with a bunch of dummies in this one. You're dealing with some very well-educated, clever people. Yes, you are. You certainly are. You know, when something like this is presented to you to do a, a short format, you know, limited series, uh, you know, that's almost been a decade – and and you do it, do you think that once it's in the can, is it going to go somewhere? Did it seem like a fun pet project? You know, what was like the in, initial draw to it back then? And what is it like revisiting it seven years later? Well, back then it was, a, you know, I, I, I knew them, I knew the writers, and I loved their stories about their, you know, to me it made sense. And then I read their script. I wasn't sure. You know, I wasn't. I knew them as as friends, and I knew that they were writers, but I hadn't read their work. And I was like, "You guys, this is great. I love Winnie. I love the character because I think she's full of. She's very human. She's three dimensional, and she's human. And her what's funny about her is very 
authentic to her and to her what she does for a living. And then, and so I was very, and then when I read it, I was just so pleasant, not surprised, but you know how you, when you read somebody's work, you're like, I hope I like this, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I loved it. You know, I not only liked it, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. So then, and then when I did it, I think it turned out fantastically. And um, my manager at the time really loved it too. She thought it was really great. And I was hoping that she would not be offended by it in any way. And and she wasn't, she was like, I think this is great. It's perfect. You know, so, so that was cool. And so then to come back and revisit it all these years later, I feel like, you know, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for everybody because I think it's it never. I think it found its time. I think the time found it, you know. But but at the same time, but it, it's it's ready. It's sitting there, ready to go. Right. And I don't think it gets old. I, I think you could watch this in 15 more years, and it's 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 like Tootsie, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like Tootsie. It just never gets old. Right. There, there are some things that do get better with time. Uh, what was, what was the the five sisters' reaction when it's like, wait a minute, it's been seven years and now there's Emmy buzz for it for for a short form limited series? I think that they're beyond excited. I, I think that they're just absolutely thrilled. I think they spent the last seven years taking care of their parents, <laughs> who are both the stars of this, and so I, and and I think that they that that was very difficult so i think it's extremely rewarding for them now before i let you go since you worked with with roger on this and roger came back after a successful career as a professor to get back into acting what do you think he would tell older actors let's say 65 plus if they want to finally get into the industry well that's an amazing question i I just from from I think he would say go for it, you know, and do your job and do it well as best you can, and keep fighting for better parts that tell the stories you want to tell and that you think are important. Follow your own heart and and do what you love. Oh, I love it, uh, Perry. Where can we find you on social media if we want to connect or just see what you're up to? Um. I, on Twitter, it's at Gilpin Perry, and on ID, it's Perry Gilpin. <laughs> <laughs> Kept it simple. That's what, that's how we like it. Perry Gilpin uh, in in uh, Emmy contendership for a short format uh, comedy or drama series for Old Guy. Now streaming in full on YouTube. Thank you so very much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, RC. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye.